Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. If you can't do that, God will let you tire, tire yourself out just as this man was the man said, I can't. He, he said, I'm done. In essence, he was saying, I have tried. I have tried again. I have done it again. I have, I have committed myself to this, but I don't see any results. So because of this, I am done. I can't do it. I can't do it. But Jesus, th this is the point where Jesus was able to approach him. Amen. Again, God wants to help us, but you must surrender. You must humble yourself before him. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now here is today's message. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Walking Through the Word here on the Kingdom Rock Network. I'm so excited that you have decided to join in with me today. I don't believe that you're here by accident, nor do I believe that you're here by coincidence. But I believe that the Lord has led you here because he has a word just in store for you. And I'm telling you, you do not want to miss it. Amen. So as you know, we're in a series right now. Uh, we're, we're currently doing a, a, a Bible teaching commentary through the book of John. And this is part seven. Amen. This is part seven. And we're going to be starting here in chapter five. If you want to give this... Uh, this this broadcast a title if you want to give this message a title uh we're going to call it coming to your end amen coming to your end amen so we're just get we're going to get right uh we're going to start right off where we left off last time uh starting right here at chapter five in the book of john and again we've been reading from the nlt version amen so we're going to go ahead and get this started all right this is the book of john chapter five verse chapter one and it reads Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city near the Sheep Gate was the Pool of Bethsaida with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus said to him and knew, rather, when Jesus saw him and knew that he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? I can't, sir. The man, the man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when it bubbles up. Someone else, someone else always get there ahead of me. Jesus told the man, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and he began walking. But this miracle happened on a Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry the mats. But he replied, the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. Who said such a thing as that, they demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, none of you are well, so stop sinning, or something even worse may happen to you. This man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed him. Amen. And again, we're reading from this is part seven of walking through the word. And this is uh, John chapter five. Amen. So let's go ahead and get this thing started. Let's first start off with with this story, with this pool, um, because you may not be familiar with what this pool is, what this story is talking about, what this um, uh, what, what this account rather is talking about. All right. So the pool of Bethsaida, it, it was a pool located north of the Temple Mount in, in Jerusalem. Uh, now, at this time, 
uh, th this wasn't just any old pool. This wasn't just your, your typical swimming pool or anything like that. Because during certain times of the year, during certain seasons, an angel would come down and, and, and he would stir the waters up. It would stir the waters up. And I, I think the King James says that the, the angel would trouble the waters. And the thing about this, when this happened, the first individual who immersed themselves inside said pool when these waters were stirred, they were healed instantly. This is why there are so many sick people here. This is why you would see lame people, uh, uh, paralyzed people, blind people, um, things of this nature. This is why the, the, the Bible says there were these people around said pool. Amen. And now, now, as I read through this account, as I read through this, through this, uh, uh, this account of Jesus and, and this man at the pool, I, I was beginning to read over it and, and a question naturally arises for me. I said to myself, out of all these people that were here, out of all these people that were present at this pool, why did Jesus approach this particular man? Why did Jesus approach this particular man? Because it doesn't say Jesus went to this person, this person, this person. It said when Jesus got there, he saw that this man was ill and he approached this man and he said, would you like to be well? So the question for me naturally arise, why did Jesus approach this man? All right, and that's what we're gonna talk about today. Um, remember the verse it says, the, the, in this account, it says there was many sick people here. There was crowds of sick people. All right. So again, that question is, why did Jesus approach this man? So let's look at chapter five, right? The verse five, it says, one of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? All right. So again, the question that we're trying to figure out is why did Jesus approach this man? Now let's look at the man's response because this is going to be very paramount in why Jesus approached him and what caused this man to receive his healing. Pay very attention to the man's response. Uh, verse 7 says, I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always get there ahead of me. Amen. So we have to understand that this man had been in this condition for a very long time. In fact, this man had been in this, uh, this position for 38, 38 years to be exact. So it's safe to say that this man has tried to, to get to the pool. He, he's there, so that means he's tried to get there because he says that when he, when he tries to do it, someone else gets there uh, before him, which means that implies that he's tried to get there. And he also says uh, he has no one else to help him to get there. So this man has been trying for 38 years again and again and again to receive his miracle from the pool with no success. All right, so just imagine, imagine, put yourself in his shoes. Imagine being so close to your miracle. Imagine being so close to your breakthrough. Imagine being so close to your promotion with an arm's reach of it, but you can't get there. Put yourself in this man's shoes. Imagine how discouraged he must have felt. Imagine the pain and the turmoil he must have felt because he could see it. He could see it, but he couldn't attain it. Amen? So again, we have a man here so close to his miracle, a man, a man who is within arm's reach of a miracle, but there is no one to help him to get there. And even though he's so close, he has tried to get them himself. He, he can't do it because someone else always gets there ahead of him. Someone else gets there first. And this is the state that this man is in. This is the state that this man, is, this man is in. And this may be the state that many of you may be in as well. And this story is important because though you may or may not be uh, dealing with a physical detriment as this man was, the fact of the matter is that you may be in need of something, a miracle if I may, and you may be so close to it, you may be able to see it, you may be able to smell it, you may be able to hear it, but you can't put your hands on it. Amen? And just like this man, no one has offered to help you. 
All right, and every time you seem that you're getting so close to it, somebody else gets there ahead of you. Amen. It's almost like getting in second place. And, and, and I've heard many people say second place is, is worse than getting in last place. If there's first, second, and third place, I would much rather get third place than second place because that means you were so close to getting it, but you failed. Amen. This man was so close. And again, for this man, the, the miracle that he was seeking, it, it was physical healing. It was healing. But for you, it may be something spiritual. All right, it, it may be something relational. It may be a sin that you're struggling with that you seem to get so close to your breakthrough, but as you get close, you end up back in the same mode that you were previously. Amen. And you've tried and you tried and you tried again, and you just can't seem to, to, to overstep that, 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 that boundary to, to receive your breakthrough, to receive your healing, to receive that promotion. Amen. No one seems to offer you to help. And you have exhausted yourself, just as this man has in the Bible, just as this man has exhausted himself. He said, I can't. When Jesus said, do you want to be well? He said, I, I can't. He has exhausted himself. All right, so let's revisit the question that I stated earlier. Let's revisit this question again. Why did Jesus, out of all the people, approach this man? Well, after looking at it, the answer is quite simple. This man, after 38 years of trying to get into that pool, asking for help, trying to reach his miracle, came to a very important realization, and I'm not even sure if he meant to come to the realization or not, but it was a very important realization that he came to that was very paramount in his breakthrough. And equally, it can be just as paramount for your breakthrough and the breakthroughs that we need in our lives. Amen. The answer to this, why Jesus approached this man was, this man came to the end of himself. All right, this man exhausted his own strength. He exhausted his own resources. He realized that he would not be able to, able to take his miracle through means of the pool. All right, so because he had exhausted himself, he has come to the end of his own strength, to the end of his own ability to try to obtain something that he needed. Now Jesus was able to approach him. Amen. So Jesus is here and he sees all these people. Remember, there was many people here, all type of people that, that probably needed healing, that needed healing. Amen. There was many people here. Uh, but, but out of all these people, Jesus chooses to approach this man, this particular man. And even though Jesus surely was moved with compassion and with empathy for this man, the reason that he approached this man was because the man came to the end of himself. Amen. Now, understand something here. Jesus loves us all and he wants us to all live a life of abundance and freedom and, and, and a life where we're, where we're living in freedom and, and deliver from things. And I'm sure here in this, even at this time, I'm sure Jesus looked upon all these people and he wanted the best for these people. These were sick people. And I'm sure he wanted the best for them. He had with them himself. He was the power to be able to heal all these people, but he couldn't approach them. He could only approach this man. Amen. And that's because the man came to the end of himself. So you got to understand, God wants, though he wants to help us, he will not intervene on our situations as long as we're doing it within our own strength, as long as we're trying to achieve something within our own strength, as long as we're trying to get somewhere within our own strength, just as this man was. He can't approach us. He won't approach us. All right, it's only until then when we reach our wit's end, when we come to the end of ourselves, where God intervenes, where Jesus approaches us, just as he approached this man. Again, it's not in our own strength that we achieve what we're looking for. And just like this man, he was trying in his own strength to receive his healing, but he tried uh, again and again, but it wasn't happening. But you got to remember, the Bible doesn't say I can do all things through my strengths. The Bible doesn't say I can do all things through my means. The Bible says I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. 
All right, so it's not our strength that we're depending on. It's not our, our willpower that we're depending on. It's not our own resources that we're depending on. We're depending on God. Amen? So again, many times as we are seeking certain things in life, we oftentimes get so close. We oftentimes get so close to our break that we can see it. We can almost touch it. It, kind of, it reminds me of that, that. I think it's a State Farm commercial where he has a little dollar with the with the little uh, uh, the little the, uh, the fishing pole. And he said, "Oh, you almost got it. You almost got it. You're so close to it." But as you get close to it, it's almost as if somebody pulls it back just a tad bit, almost as if they're teasing you. Amen. And, and, and this is the thing. Many people are so close to their breakthroughs, their miracles. But the thing is, they're doing it within their own strength. They'll never reach it. They're doing it within their own strength. They'll never reach it. They'll never attain it. And even if they were to attain it, they wouldn't be able to keep it. Amen. So, again, God wants to help us. God wants to intervene. But you must surrender and humble yourself before him. And if you can't do that, God will let you tire, tire yourself out just as this man was man said, I can't. He, he said, I'm done. In essence, he was saying, I have tried. I have tried again. I have done it again. I have, I have committed myself to this, but I don't see any results. So because of this, I am done. I can't do it. I can't do it. But Jesus, th this is the point where Jesus was able to approach him. Amen. Again, God wants to help us, but you must surrender. You must humble yourself before him. Let's look at verse six here, uh, verse six and seven. Uh, verse six says, when Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked them, would you like to get well? The man said in verse seven, he says, I can't, I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always get there ahead of me. Just really, just think about it. Listen to this man's cry. Listen to this man's cry. Would you like, Jesus says, would you like to get well? The man, he's here and he can see the pool and he, he tells you, he says, I can't, I can't. And I'm sure he has been saying for 38 years, I can get there. I can do it. I can attain it. But he has now reached a point where he is now saying, I can't, I can't do it. And he's saying this to Jesus. I can't do it. No one else is able to help me. No one else can. No one else is willing to help me. I'm never first. Someone else always gets there uh, before me. All right. In essence, he is saying, I have exhausted my own resources. I have exhausted my own strength. I have exhausted my own means to try to get this miracle. And it was only then, it was only then where we can see in verse eight where Jesus says, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Amen. So now I want you to understand something here. This man was still able to claim his miracle. When Jesus said, stand up, pick up your mat and walk, this man was still able to claim his miracle. But the difference between before and now is that he was no longer relying on his own strength. He was no longer relying on his own wisdom. He was no longer relying on someone else to bring him to the pool. Instead, he had Jesus. And at this point, Jesus performs a miracle. And to add to this point, when, when Jesus said, stand up, pick up your mat and walk, when he told this man to do this, Jesus didn't have to go, you know, pick up the man and stretch out his legs and massage his legs or nothing like that. Jesus didn't have to get, you know, James, John, and, and Peter to, to, to say, hey, go help this man up. No, Jesus said, you stand up, you pick up your mat, and you walk. Amen. Jesus enabled him. This man was seeking. This man was working within his own enablement to try to reach a miracle that he needed. But when only it was only when Jesus enabled him that he was able to receive his miracle. This is what we call grace. 
All right, and, and like this man, there are so many who have tried within their own strength. There are so many who have tried to do something, to attain something within their own ability, and they just don't seem, they can't seem to get there. Be that trying to step into ministry, or be that trying to overcome some sin, or be that striving to, to be recognized at work in order to receive a promotion. You're trying, you're striving, but it's not working. The fact of the matter is, as long as you try within your own strength, just like this man, you won't get there. It won't work. But again, once you surrender, or once you have depleted yourself and your resources and depend on his strength, then Jesus' strength, that's when you step into the enablement. And that enablement is what we call grace, in which you'll just be able to do it because Jesus said so. Amen? This is acting in God's strength. Amen? And I think about it like this. I'd like to use an example with, with, with Paul. I, I, uh, I believe he says, he, says uh, he, he asked the Lord to take, you know, set thorn out, of his, thorn out of his flesh, whatever Paul was dealing with, his difficulty that he was dealing with. He told the Lord, Lord, take this thing away from me. I don't want it. I don't want it. And he said that God responded back to him and said, your grace, my grace is sufficient for thee. Amen. So it boils down to grace. This is a story of grace, and we have to realize that. This is a story of grace, and we have to realize that. Sometimes in life, we may be going through things. We may be trying to reach something, but we're doing it within our own strength. But you must learn how to depend on the Lord's grace. The Bible says it like this. It, it, it says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. All right, the Bible says we can boldly approach the throne of grace. So you got to understand your position as a believer in Christ. And because, a, because you are a believer in Christ, because you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says that Jesus gives grace for grace. He has abounded us in grace. Wherever sin abounds, grace abounded much more. This is a story of grace that you must realize that. It's not within our own strength that we live this Christian life. It's not within our own willpower that we live this Christian life. It's because of grace in the Holy Spirit. This is a story of grace. And even then, like this man, some people may be trying to reach something. Some, may, some people may be trying to reach a promotion. Some people may be trying to step into ministry. Some people may be trying to overcome a certain sin, but they can't do it because it, it's, it's not working. They try within their own strength. They get so close, and that's how it's going to happen. You'll get so close to getting them. You'll get so close to getting them. But as you get there, as you reach out and try to touch it, somebody pulls it back. Something pulls it back. You're trying within your own strength. You must let go. You must depend on grace. Amen. The gospel is, is, is a, it's the gospel of grace. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve it, but he gives it to us anyways. That's what grace is. Amen. That's what grace is. And again, this is a story that, that I, I believe that this, this story is a depiction of how Jesus is trying to show us how to depend on his grace. Because even then, remember, the man, uh, the, 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 the man, Jesus told the man to get up and pick up his mat and walk. Amen. So he was still able to do it within himself, but it was because of what Jesus did. It's because of what Jesus said. All right, we don't work in our own strength. We work in the strength of Jesus. Amen. That's grace. We can do all things through Christ that gives us strength. Amen. So as we come to a close today, that's what we're going to conclude today. I'm going to go ahead and read the rest of this, and we're going to pick up uh, when when the, the Pharisees step in. We're going to pick up here next time. I'm going to read here, right here, chapter uh, verse chapter. Uh, uh, verse, uh, verse 9, and it reads as follows. Um, Instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and he began walking. But this miracle happened on a Sabbath, so the Jewish leaders objected. 
they, uh, they said to the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that mat. Rather, the law doesn't allow you to carry that, that, that sleeping mat. And even then, that, that's, a, that's a depiction of grace because they're talking about the law, but this is a story of grace. So we can see the, the law versus grace right here, even then. Amen. But, but he replied, the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. Who, would, uh, who said such a thing as that, they demanded. The man didn't know, so uh, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in a temple and told him, No, you are well, so stop sinning, or something even worse may happen to you. Then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed him. Amen. So we're going to conclude right here for today. We're going to pick up when Jesus encounters the, the, the Pharisees and the religious leaders. And I believe that's going to be a great topic to talk about um, as we come back to this next time. So I, I pray that this has blessed you. And I, and I just want to pray with you. So wherever you are right now, um, unless you're driving, just bow your heads. Uh, place your mind on Jesus. Don't place your mind on my voice. Place your mind on Jesus and let the, the, let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Let him lead you in God. But let me just pray with you. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we just come before you today, Lord God. Lord God, wherever we may be in our lives right now, Lord God, wherever we are trying to achieve in our lives right now, Lord God, we just come before you, Lord God, and we say that we depend on your grace, Lord God. Lord God, we will exhaust ourselves, Lord God. Some of us have, have exhausted ourselves, Lord God. Some of us are trying within our own strength, Lord God. But we come before you, Lord God, and say, Lord God, we come to our end, Lord God. We come to our end, Lord God, and we start with you, Lord God. We rely on your strength, Lord God. We rely on your strength. Lord God, for us to be able to be enabled to do that which, which you have called for us to do, Lord God. For us to be able to, Father God, to achieve that promotion, Lord God. For us to be able to step into ministry, Lord God. For us to be able to overcome those sins, Lord God. For us to be able to do these things, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. For us to be able to live this Christian walk, Lord God. Lord God, we don't do it within our own strength, Lord God, but we understand that we do it in your grace, Lord God. So we just ask that even now, Lord God, for every person under the sound of my voice, Lord God, that you abound them in grace, Lord God. Abound us in grace, Lord God. Grace for grace, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. So right now, Lord God, we just receive your grace right now. We receive that enablement, Lord God. That enablement that we don't deserve, Lord God, but because of what Jesus did and because we are, Father God, children of God, Lord God, we receive that right, Lord God, that right of grace, Lord God. We receive that gift of grace, Lord God, in the name of Jesus to enable us, Lord God, to help us to be able to do these things, Lord God. Lord God, we love you, Lord God, and we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for guiding us, Lord God, and continuing to teach us, Lord God, in your word, and growing us in the knowledge of who you are, Lord God, and in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, and we, we give you praise and glory and honor, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad that you have decided to join in with me today. Um, this has been a great time. It has truly blessed me, and I pray that it has truly blessed you. And as always, I always encourage you to don't just read the Bible with me. Develop your own time with the Bible. Develop that own personal time with the Lord. Set time aside, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Start somewhere and grow in doing this, and you'll do this in grace. The Lord will help you to do this with his grace. Amen. So I pray that this has truly blessed you and I will see you all next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.